Welcome to the Empowered Global Women in Business podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably, ethically and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Empowered Global Women and Business Podcast. Hi everyone, Elle Ballard is here with you today and I have my special guest, my friend Donnie with us today. Hi Donia. Hi. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Um, I am excited for this conversation. So we, before we jump on, I want to introduce Donia first. So Donia Fami is the alchemist and chief of Sustainable Health Solutions Inc. and formulator for Dropwise Essentials. Her line of aromatherapy and organic plant-based personal care products. In the field of natural health and wellness for more than 20 years, Donia is the number one Amazon international best-selling author, a natural health and lifestyle expert, and a sustainable wellness success mentor. She loves showing smart, busy women who want more out of life how to elevate their health and personal well-being with customized natural solutions so they can experience and enjoy their divine right to lasting wellness as they age. Donia believes that natural solutions and plant-based living are the key to taking back control of our health so we can enjoy the freedom and peace of mind that comes with living healthy through self-reliance. That is exactly how she was able to heal herself from two decades of multiple chronic health problems, successfully accomplishing what doctors in traditional medicine couldn't. As you can probably imagine, it takes a lot of resilience, optimism, and resourcefulness to accomplish something like that. Hi, Tonya. Hi, Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Well, I am excited for this conversation because I am uh, passionate about, um, you know, health being and feeling and looking good and really just um, being your best self. And I, um, why did you choose this field and why do you really do what you do? Well, I mean, like a lot of entrepreneurs typically start businesses based on something that happened to them, you know, a personal experience or they then want to take what they learned or what they what transformation they experienced and bring that out, you know, into the world. So for me, I struggled with multiple chronic health problems for two decades, almost two decades. And, you know, I was raised to believe in Western medicine. And so I, that's what I did. I would go to doctors, I'd go to here and I go there. And it seemed to never resolve, you know, and one thing would lead to another. So I had like uh, multiple issues. And it seemed like we could never get to the root of the problem. Right? Mm. So I got, I had what I would um, started in my twenties. So when I was in college, mm. I had a lot of sinus, upper respiratory issues, mm. allergies, sinus infections, you know, that eventually turned into bronchitis and then adult onset asthma. Mm -hmm. And then I had uh, digestive issues, which I much learned much later on are all connected. <laughs> but at the time it just seemed like different things going on in your body. And then I had chronic fatigue. I had migraines. I mean, I had like a lot of stuff going on when I was younger. 
and um I had what I would call my health crisis came and and I had a terrible case of eczema oh. that lasted for like seven years not not wow. continuously thank thank God but <laughs> it would come and go come and go and yeah. I went parade of doctors and dermatologists trying to get answers and solutions and I couldn't get them you know no no one could tell me what was causing that problem no one had a different solution right so they're all recommending the same thing you know there's hydrocortisone creams and uh you know take you know antihistamines and when that didn't work then it was cortisone shots and actually the cortisone shots were the only thing that gave me any relief from all that itching you know, it's really uncomfortable when you feel like you want to just jump out of your skin all the time. Um, but I, I, they had made me aware that there's some serious side effects mm-hmm. with the cortisone. So I didn't feel comfortable with that. I was like, well, this is not sustainable. I can't like every time I have a skin breakout, run out and get the shot. Yeah. yeah so give me temporary relief. But then what are the long term, you right. know, what's the compromise that I'm making here? And it was incredibly frustrating. Mm. and stressful right I'm like this is crazy like I need am I gonna have to live like this for the rest of my life like I'm gonna call this my new normal I'm not gonna accept that so I remember at one point I had actually been going to a different dermatologist because I was like I go to one I was like okay that that guy's no good I'll go to this person yeah no (laughs) so I was trying different like looking for different answers and solutions and finally I went to my primary care physician or the who was my primary care physician at the time we're talking like 25 years ago. Um, and I explained to her, you know, all this thing that had been going on. And because it had been a couple of years since I'd last been to see her. And uh, so she said, well, I'm not going to give you cortisone, you know, in a shot. Uh, and I said, OK, well, how come? Like, you know, that seems to be like the only thing she goes, well, she goes, we as doctors, we don't really know how cortisone works in the body. <laughs> so this wow. came out of the horse, straight from the horse's mouth. She said, we don't know if we give this to you and your situation clears up and then it comes back if it came back because the effects wore off uh-huh. or it came back for another reason. And, and that was like a light bulb moment for me, like, because in my mind, I was going, oh, my God, they don't know what they're doing. Why am I still here? You know, how much worse could it be if I just stop doing this and try something else? Yeah, so that was like this interesting green light moment, mm-hmm. awakening, if you want to call it. Um, and also a liberating moment. So I didn't, of course, at the time know how I was going to take care of this or deal with it, but I get, it was kind of like, I gave myself permission to just do it. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to kind of breaking that, um, that bond, so to speak, or that, that, uh, interdependence or alliance on outside mm-hmm. sources, experts, doctors, pharmacists, whatever you want to call it to solve my problems and step into solving my problem for myself. So that was kind of a big, big deal. And it took some experimentation, but it kind of quickly catapulted me into this field of natural health and wellness and embracing plants as medicine. So that's where the aromatherapy piece comes in. I started, I was already playing with essential oils just for fun as as a hobby. I bought them at some health fair or something. And um, I said, you know, I'm gonna see if there's a solution here. So I had been experimenting with different oils and I made a blend that I used on the skin. So the next time that I had the outbreak, I used that and it worked remarkably well to control the itching. Mm. Unlike anything else I'd taken, pharmaceutical or over the counter. And I thought, wow, there's something to this. Another light bulb moment. Ah, So then I started getting really interested in personal care products. What's in all those products that I've been using all these years? And I realized there's all these chemicals and all these things in there. 
And I thought, oh, come on, I can do better. Mm -hmm. So that motivated me to create the product line, which was like, how can I create a truly natural product as close to nature as possible? Obviously, there's certain things you still have to put like preservatives and things in there so that the yeah. doesn't get moldy or go bad. But like I use it in a very minimal kind of way. And the, what I would consider to be like the least offensive of, you know, whatever I had to put in there. So I was really um, inspired to make products that are as close to nature as possible, and then incorporate essential oils in there because essential oils are amazing, have an amazing range of therapeutic benefits. Mm -hmm. So it's like stress relief, you know, harmonizing in the body. And so I really started becoming, um, I don't call it religious, but <laughs> I was just really excited about plants as medicine. So I started expanding into like my expanding my knowledge and understanding of herbs, of uh, essential oils, of flower essences, of homeopathy, all these different mod mo modalities of plant based yes. mm -hmm. healing. And, and then as time wore on, it started to expand into plant based like eating and living, right? So I started becoming an obsessive label reader started learning about ingredients in my food. So it was a gradual process, but I got to the point where I was like, oh my God, I was able to like clear up my eczema. I got my energy back. Yes. You know, other things were a little bit come and go, come and go. And that's been a that's a, been a fine tuning process over the over like two decades since then, <laughs> you know, where I've learned I've spent a lot of time um sort of tweaking and modifying my diet and learning how to it's really kind of all boils down to getting rid of things that are not good for you and putting more of the things that are good for you into the mix. And so um, I just felt like I wanted to, that started with the product business. So I had that vision of, I want to educate and inspire people to embrace a primarily life uh, plant-based lifestyle and then give them some awesome products, you know, to help them do that. Right. And then a little bit bogged down in that business because it's very late, uh, it's very capital intensive and, there were a lot of moving parts and I was trying to do it all myself because that's just kind of how I am. <laughs> and then I kind of burnt out on that and I took a step back and I thought, you know, this is wonderful and beautiful, but maybe it's not the main thing I should be doing. In other words, how do I bring my wisdom and my knowledge and my experience into the world in a more impactful way, I guess is how I would think about it, right? And so I still have the product business. I don't promote it. I've been really focused on building this sort of um, mentoring and online education and coaching because education is where it all starts, right? When you know yeah. better, you do better. And right. so that was kind of, um, for me, I felt like this, I could reach more people this way. People are wanting more information and also not just information. Like, so what I do is I'm really good at distilling information. So I can grab a lot of data and knowledge, accumulate it, and then distill it down to some really basic con concepts, practical, right? Being down yeah. to earth, grounded, practical. Because what I've discovered is when you try to give people too much information or too many like you know, um, actions to take, they won't take them. They get overwhelmed. So you need oh, to keep yes, absolutely, absolutely. simple, but also like, um, just that it makes sense, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not, and I'm, it's not, I, it's, uh, it's not a one size fits all prescription, right? So our health is not one size fits all. Our diet is not one size fits all. So what I, I find is useful is I create frameworks for my, for clients and for people to understand it's just the bigger picture. You know, so you don't have to know all the inner workings and details of things you just yeah. need to kind of the big picture and then you have some room within that to experiment for what works for you yeah and of course, a guidance support but the idea being like 
It doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. A lot of people think it's very hard. And lifestyle changes can be hard because it's just habits, right? And habits are just ingrained patterns in our brains. Absolutely. And there's a certain, you know, there's a certain art and science to um, making the mind shift shifts that you need to create new habits. You have to, uh, you have to, if you want to eliminate a bad habit, you have to replace it with a good habit. So yeah. there's some yeah, techniques well, and ways to do yeah. it, but most people um, stop at the at the front end like going oh it's too hard like I've been doing this my whole life or that's just the way I am you know like and so you have to kind of like drill deep and so I'm these days I am a little more focused on that element of okay. the mindset and yeah. how to like starting there as opposed to having it sort of unfold or evolve naturally over the course of doing the work right so I so what I do is I sort of bring this interesting mix of like creativity Mm-hmm. and what I call innovation mm-hmm. and uh and then strategic sort of out of the box thinking strategic like problem solving and thinking to help people with whatever issues they're dealing with so I try to meet them where they are and then bring them into this sort of framework and say hey look <laughs> like yeah. we can do it like this and it's really not and it's not too hard so yeah. I personally am a like a lifelong seeker of truth and knowledge and so I you know I like to get under the hood and learn how everything works. But when it comes to helping other people, I like to take that information again and then distill it down to something really practical and usable and show them how to do it in a way that's joyful and fun. You know, like it could be eating healthy can be fun. It doesn't that's wonderful. Happen. That's wonderful. And so, if we take that story, I love asking about the stories, uh, how you started, what you're doing, yeah. today, because I think it's. When we go back, why do why do we choose to do things we do? And they all go back to some kind of story. Like the story you're telling me right now, I've never even heard that before. Oh, okay. You know, story about eczema and everything. Um, and so that really connects for me the dots as to why you're so passionate about this work because you have seen results, right? And yeah. so now so many years forward. I don't, I, you know, you, you have clear skin, you're beautiful, you can feel <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. And so you you want to share that with, with people around you. And and I know I took your classes. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the uh the the eating clean class. The healthy eating, and yeah. Around the time, the healthy eating, you know, it was around the time where we wanted to do the we were considering the meal plans. Yeah. And then we'll be choosing the companies. And so it was really helpful for me to come to your class and get the, you know, the companies that are out there. And we we made that choice. And so we were doing the healthy organic meal plans, which is we're still doing it. Those. Yeah. yeah. It's been a yeah. couple of years. Yeah. 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 So so thank you for that. So you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah. see what I mean? Like it's a there's a solution. Not everyone obviously can afford to do the meal delivery service, but for those of you, of, of you who are busy that you want to eat healthy and maybe you don't have the time to cook and prepare and to shop, then that's a perfect solution. Or at least it's not a complete solution. I still try to encourage uh, people, women, especially to just get into the habit of trying to uh, uh, make things in the kitchen and just enjoy that. And it doesn't have to be like, you have to prepare the whole meal. Start with just a dish, you yeah. know, love that. Like a side dish that or dessert, yeah. Yeah. but go for a healthy version. So during, um, during the pandemic, you know, I was playing around in the kitchen a lot because what is it's home, you know, we can't go anywhere. Um, and so I was playing around with a lot of like, uh, keto friendly recipes, meaning sugar-free 
sugar-free and low carb. And I'm not, I'm more of a savory person than a sweet, Mm -hmm. but I was interested in learning how to make sweet dessert type, you know, things that were tasting good, but also healthy, like gluten-free, sugar-free. So I've gotten a lot of, uh, I've learned how to do a lot of that. And so now that's just incorporated into my diet. So it's just like, it's a, it's a, um, it's not even a learning curve. I would say more of it's a spectrum. And as you learn more, you move along the spectrum towards healthier choices. So, Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And I love the combinational. So we, we're doing meal plans, but I also, so I'm not big on cooking, you know, <laughs> my, my busy schedule, right? And, and um, but I, you know, from time to time, I have this inspiration to cook something that is like, I love doing interesting recipes, like not yeah. some... With make, spices uh, and or yeah, flavors and things. exactly yeah like spicy foods um you know some indian recipes or maybe korean recipes um i love french uh, french recipes mm-hmm. those kind of um yeah so i love experimenting those on the weekend with those on the weekend so that's great you know that's a great idea that we you combine those right and you can yeah. do that that's i i love that so you've been building this business and, and like I said, you know, I've attended your classes and, and of course, our community or a member of our community, yes. and you taught, you gave a couple of um, uh, speaking, a couple of lectures and webinars about this topic. As you were building this business and you, of course, have seen, obviously you've seen results on yourself and everything. And now you sharing it with people as you have been building this business for years, what would you say was one of the biggest lessons that you have learned in building business and life um, as a multinational woman? Well, that's an interesting question because uh, I came to, I'm from Egypt originally, born there, both my parents are Egyptian, but we moved to the States when I was about a year old, we moved to New York City and I grew up there yeah. for the United Nations. And so I grew up in the States, I grew up in a in a multi-ethnic, you know, environment, a multicultural, multi-ethnic environment, because I went to a school, United Nations International School. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of that, but there was also a lot of um, just American students as well. So it's yeah. very well, um, what I want to say is assimilated. You know, there was not an issue in that respect. So growing up, doing other things, I, I never had to deal with what I would consider a multinational issue. Yeah. you know, because I am very assimilated. Um, yeah. I would say that I, uh, as an adult, <laughs> looking back, I'd say that there were some challenges. I faced challenges that are based on uh, limiting beliefs that I think were installed mm-hmm. or instilled in me as a child mm-hmm. by my parents, being a woman coming from a culture where women are not necessarily treated as equals mm-hmm. or are inspired and motivated and celebrated to to move into success right so it's more like you know don't make waves try Mm. to fit in and I was always kind of a rebellious child I was a rebellious and a non-conformist and so I was always up against the grain in that respect Mm -hmm. and I looking back I do feel like this journey this entrepreneurial journey has been a lot harder than it needed to be because of my needing to come to terms with and unravel all these sort of limiting beliefs that were kind of you know kind of holding me back I would say so I still went forward because that's just I just have that kind of drive you know and um 
but I'd say that it would have been a smoother journey and the success would have been greater and come faster had I not had those obstacles in the way. So that would be my biggest okay. um, observation or lesson, if you will. I mean, it's just kind of comes with the, comes with the territory. I mean, it is what it is. We have to, uh, we all have to deal with whatever we have to deal with in our lives. But the most important thing is that we just have awareness mm-hmm. and, and not be like, you know, I not be uh, as women. I know women tend to be harsh on themselves and beat themselves yeah. up. Yeah. So I was lucky in that I did not go that path, mm-hmm. but I did have my own obstacles that I had to, you know, my my own demons or my obstacles that I had to, you know, overcome or address. And, I'm, and in some ways I still am dealing with that, yes. but I'm a lot more um, evolved. So it's not as big of a deal. It's not as much of a, I would say for a long time, it was, uh, uh, it manifested as just kind of frustration mm-hmm. that things weren't happening the way I wanted them to happen. Yeah. Or that I was seeing all these other people around me being appearing to be successful where I wasn't feeling quite as successful. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, and that's part of also, I think the culture, which is that you're not taught and it might not even necessarily be about a male female thing, but you're just not taught to celebrate to appreciate and celebrate all your accomplishments, even the little ones, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another important lesson, which is that uh, I once was, a, I had a mentor that used to say, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, we're always like looking out, ahead out onto the horizon mm-hmm. or that's where we're headed towards, right? And yeah. we're, just, you know, whether you're paddling or in your boat or whatever it is in the water and you're going towards the horizon, but it just, you never seem to, it feels like you never seem to get there, right? Because it's the horizon. Right, right. But, and we're always so focused on looking forward at that and feeling frustrated about not making progress. We never take the time to look behind us to see how far we've come from where we started, right? From the shore. So that was a really um, insightful observation. And so I was kind of, remind myself of that right? I, I haven't reached the penultimate or the goal or, um, but it's a it's a journey it's a journey yeah it's a process and a journey and I uh, just take the time to acknowledge and appreciate how far I've come and how much I have done you know and I feel like as women it's really important that we do that so important yeah I love that and I I completely agree and uh, one of the reasons why I love entrepreneurship is just because it does that, right? Like exactly that. It uncovers all this. It stretches us, but, but us, but it also uncovers something that we didn't even. Sometimes we don't realize we it existed. Like I don't, I didn't, I didn't know that when I was working for somebody else, it started only exhibiting itself when I started working for myself. And so for me to, to grow and, and what I've noticed also with me is, you know, every time I go to the next level in business, you know, it's the next kind of challenge that we have yeah. to overcome. And thank you for sharing that about your upbringing and background, Donia, because I know a lot of women, me including, can definitely relate, yeah. uh, to, you know, um, don't do this, don't, you know, that this lipstick is too red or this dress. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, I've done this, done that. And so, you know, molding this be just be a good girl, you know, it's not, you know, it's so- hard enough to be a girl in a man's world <laughs> without all that, all those, all those extra layers on top. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So definitely, definitely thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your journey and, and your lessons. But um, yeah. And in uh, a love, you know, looking 
looking back and comparing because that's another thing the comparison right it's it's easy yeah. especially with an informational load today we look at we look at other instagram channels so we look at our social media and we just think okay you know and, and you know we compare but then we, when i when we look back and how much we actually how much i grew since yeah. i have started business right it's that's really is what we should measure and um and also see you see the things that you do as stepping stones to the next thing right so the product business for me was a, st a big stepping stone into just being a business owner and an entrepreneur and um so because I learned so much I was being a manufacturer and a <laughs> and a salesperson and I had an online you know e-commerce store that I built and I had a little bit of help but I built that and then I was taking orders and fulfilling them and making products and showing up at trade shows and showing up at festivals with booths I mean it was hard work really hard labor I will say but I was passionate about it at the time and then over time, I felt like a little bit beaten down because I was trying to tip another typical um, thing that entrepreneurs, you know, solo printers do is you try to do everything yourself. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so I was feeling, well, I can't afford to hire an employee. That's a, and then that's a big thing. You know, it's not just about paying them. Then you have to do the, the payroll and the taxes and all this. It's complicated. I was trying to keep the business simple. Um, and so I just took on way more than I should have, you know, I, I joke about it as like, I created a business that requires a company to run it <laughs> and I was trying to do it all myself. So that was a hard, hard lesson. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's still there. I'm not giving up on it. You know, it's just not my primary focus right now. Um, but I believe in the product and the formulations and the whole brand. And I did put a lot of energy into that. And so, you know, I'll hold that hope that I can revive it at a later time, you know, once I get this, this kind of other business up and running in the way that I like to see it go. Awesome. Yeah. So I know we're going to share a link uh, to how to connect with you for our listeners uh, here. And so we will add it in the comments here on our channel and okay. our podcast as well. Um, but please connect with Dania. She is beautiful. She has so much knowledge uh, how she really healed herself and now she's helping so many others um, with all aspects of it so we use that link to connect with Donia that we're going to post in the comments here and we are going to finish this conversation with a rapid fire question oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 okay let's see what you throw my way <laughs> um Okay, yes. And so before we jump, I want to just thank you, Donnie, for taking the time today. To thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's always, always a pleasure conversing with you. <laughs> yes, you too. Thank you. Um, and are you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me pull those. I actually don't have them. I have to say this is a unique thing. I've not experienced this in my other oh, podcast. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Okay, so the first question, so there are five questions. So my first okay. question is, your favorite book or the book you enjoyed reading is? Okay, so whenever people ask me that question, this always pops into my head. I don't know why. I, I read a lot of books, and so I can't necessarily say I have one that's a favorite, but this one often pops in because I thought it was pretty impactful, and it's called yeah. Motivation Manifesto. 
mm. by Brendan Burchard. So Brendan Burchard is kind of a mentor. I've been in some of his events and some of his um, programs over the years. And so this was a, it was a good read. I really enjoyed reading it. And, uh, oh, it's been a few years since I last looked at it, but Motivation Manifesto is what it's called. Motivation Manifesto. Love that. I'll have to check that one out. I don't yeah, know for sure. Yeah. Okay. My second question, Beach or Mountains? Beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite international destination to visit? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Wow. I haven't done much international traveling in a long, long time. Um, I guess I would say, I guess I'd say London. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. <laughs> My last question is things that you have discovered about yourself recently. Hmm. Well, I would say I've been working with a mentor who is more focused on a um, sort of soul level kind of purpose, soul purpose. And mm -hmm. so um, I've been working with her and she does something called your divine coordinates. So you have coordinates in your north, south, east, west. Oh, east, oh, your west is your heart. Your east is the mind. The south is sort of the earthly plane. And then the north is for the spiritual. So um, it was interesting that when she did my divine coordinates for me, a lot of times when she does that for people, it, it's a total surprise for them. Like they're like, oh, it's a way to help them understand who they are at the spiritual or soul level. Yeah. But she did my coordinates and I thought, that's so me. <laughs> I like was not surprised at all. I was like, that is makes total sense. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. So the core um coordinate so you've got your north south uh you know south west east and then at the core is your your you know the yeah. real core and for me it's it's freeing essence mm -hmm. so how that aligns with my work is that i'm here to free people from their you know the shackles yeah. of the quote-unquote health care system which is really more of a sick care system uh mm -hmm. to liberate people and empower them you know I mean, not just with with respect to health, but the health is such a core piece of who we are. If we don't yeah. have, we don't have anything. So, um, you know, so it's all, uh, it's wrapped in the, it's in the health and wellness wrapper, but at the core, it's about helping empower people to just connect with themselves and step into their sovereignty and just be, you know, who they were meant to be and not be um, looking to external references and external source or not depending on external references yeah. mm. for their solution answers and their solutions which I mean as I shared in my story that's what I how it started right I was constantly going to this doctor and that doctor looking yeah. for answers outside myself looking for answers and solutions and the minute I said okay I'm not going to do that I'm going to try something different and started looking to myself for answers and solutions then they started to come yeah. right it's just yes. sort of started to, to pop in and the solutions started to pop in. So Beautiful. I just think that's a kind of a validation, I guess, of the path that I'm on and that I've been on. And that was sort of in the last year and a half or so was I started doing that work. And that's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for playing. These are all questions. <laughs> thank you for participating. So again, uh, if you are listening to this conversation, connect with Donia. We're going to add her link here. And thank you again for taking the time, Donia. This was yeah, thank you. And, uh, and I will see you all soon at our very next podcast. And bye for now. Yay.